we've tried four times now to make a phone call to Ukraine. This is going to be the fifth time to see what's, what's going on. We're talking with Joe here in the next couple of minutes with a couple of his friends. This is the first time that I've talked with Joe in, I, I want to say, over a month. Things have changed so much over there in Ukraine. Okay, let's try it through Facebook and see. This, 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 this is where we've been talking to him the past couple of times. Here we go. Our text messages are reaching each other, but it seems like we can't get a call to each other from the United States to Ukraine. So I'm going to disconnect from Facebook. I'm going to go back to uh, Signal to find out what's going on there, see if maybe we can get through that. Um, he, like I said, our text messages are working. We just can't seem to connect via a phone call. We should be in a better state. There you are. Hello, hello. There you are. What are you doing, buddy? It, once again, you have to you have to keep telling yourself that this is, uh, you know, halfway across the planet. Arrow, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? This will be closer to a uh, city where everything. So you you want to wait for a little bit then? Y yeah. Can we do that? I'm so sorry, but. I all right, I'll call you back in 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. Bye, guy. It. Bye, guy. What's going on, you guys? Hey, Arrow, can you hear us clearly? I can hear you on clearly. We're in, uh, we are in the countryside. Uh, we can see the stars like nothing else because everything is dark. We are in uh, uh, Don, uh, Donetsk mm. region of Ukraine. We are literally uh, in the middle of a field. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of a field, uh, in the stars. It's, uh, it's after curfew, so... Everything's dark. We are racing to get back to the city of Dnipro. Uh, I'm here with my friend Anton. Anton, introduce yourself. So my name is Anton Vutrak, and I'm a former student of Ukrainian Catholic University in Lviv. And here I, I am with uh, Joe Linsley, and uh, we are traveling throughout uh, Donbass uh, together. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we were just delivering some supplies. We'd raised money from uh, uh, a band from Ohio, some musicians. They raised money and we were able to buy boots and other material for soldiers. So we took it to the close to the front lines. And Arrow, we just had the most amazing interview with a couple who live in a, a small town, a small city. Yeah, a small city named Solidovo. It's for about 35 kilometers from Donetsk, which was occupied by Russians in 2014. So mm. it's like really close to front lines. Mm. Mm. And we, we sat in the dark on a, on a bench uh, with just little tiny lights uh, and talk to this couple about what it's like they have a young daughter and what it's like to live so close to the front. I mean, every night they hear shelling. Their city's been hit pretty frequently. Uh, so we're really, and that's why I wanted to talk to you while we were here because we're we're really at the edge. You can feel like as we're driving these winding, the beautiful hedges and the fields of, of this very fertile region, you can feel the evil so close, Ariel. We're right in the epicenter of the, you know, the battle between good and evil for the whole world. Mm. Mm. You know, I'll tell you, the on this side of the planet, I mean, I, we were deeply bothered that, that Mikhail Gorbachev was not honored the way that he should have been from Putin. And, and, and so what you guys are in the center of something that, that, like you said, the good and evil. And on this side, we're seeing the good and evil as well. When, when a nation does not recognize one of their greatest, greatest, greatest leaders. Yeah, I think, well, it's... Uh, it's no surprise. I mean, you know, Putin obviously hates freedom. And I think, you know, here I was surprised people didn't 
have didn't talk about Gorbachev so much because I, everything's more immediate here. For example, I think it was the day after he died uh, on our current trip here through the country, reporting and delivering supplies. We were in the city of Nikopol, uh, which is right across from the largest nuclear plant in Europe. Yes. So there's this imminent threat. There's, there's not really, and, and, you know, and actually yesterday, Arrow, was the anniversary, September 1st, nine, was when Germany, by hitting Lviv, which is in Ukraine, um, and uh, and so, but but people don't have time to rem- to think about these historical things right now because we have the clear and present danger of what might happen to the nuclear plants. You currently have the international atomic energy officials are at that plant now, um, but the, but the Russians are not letting them interact with the Ukrainian employee in the city Nikopol, which is right across the uh, the Russian. Arrow. I was in that city in May before they got hit, and it's completely different. Mm. I mean, they, it's Russian roulette just to, to be anywhere in that town because that you not only can you get hit by missiles, but you can be hit from artillery fire from across the river, day or night, anytime. And people still have to work, but they usually so many people drive out into the fields to sleep in their cars. It's the only way to kind of be safe. Right, right. So, so Joe, one of the biggest stories that's been on this side of the planet is the way that uh, uh, Iran has sent over drones to, to Russia to help them. Is, is that really a bother to those that are inside uh, Ukraine right now? Well, I would say, look, I mean, Russia is a tyrannical regime. Uh, so is Iran. And, and, and so, you know, tyrannical regimes stand against free countries. And so let's focus on, you know, the free countries of the world stand with Ukraine, countries via communism. But, you know, the, the weapons from the United States, like the HIMARS, you know, that, that when, when they began to arrive in the early summer, that has changed this, the course of, of this war. Uh, you, first, you take you this amazing equipment and arrow the, the land that we were in now and the places we were earlier today were not for some of these weapons, could easily have fallen into Russian hands. Mm. But it was because of the arrival of those long-range weapons from America that Ukrainians have for, I mean, Russians have barely gained a, a mile um, in, in, through, throughout the course of the summer, throughout the past two months. And so, uh, and meanwhile, we have some reports, we, it, it, there's a lot of sketchy details, but it seems that Ukraine is making great, uh, a great counteroffensive has been occupied for months. And so, so we, we still don't quite know what's happening there, but we know that there's definitely a pushback. Focus is on the free people of the world uniting. Yeah, but I would like to add that like uh, in Kherson region, we have such a situation that we cannot uh, talk about it. Like uh, we need to get a pause because like it's a kind of strategy for Ukraine not to, you know, uh, show all our cards because enemy could use it also. Yep. And we just uh, need to have, you, you know, this uh, like uh, informational pause for, for, for this, for all of this. That's why uh, we are still waiting for. Let me, let me. Oh, did I just hear crickets in the background? There's war around you and I just heard crickets. Yeah, yeah, because we're, yeah, we're in the field. <laughs> that's it. And that's a good thing when you can hear the crickets and not the sounds of war. Isn't that amazing? That it, it's 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 you talk about the universe saying, "Ah, I'm present." Okay, let's let's figure this out, people. So let me ask you. Yeah, yeah, Errol, I, I've seen that. That, that, that. That's Ukrainian democracy. The way everyone collaborates, you know, for victory together. Whether it's raising money to get supplies or knowing when to keep your mouth quiet, you know. Uh, about 
And, and you know, that old thing, loose lips sink ships. And But you see every – this country is like an organism that's been attacked by a horrible virus. Right. And every person is a cell collaborating and working together in different ways to – victory every day here one of the things that keep that we keep hearing a lot of uh, news about is the way that russia is turning off fuel to different parts of of europe and things like that is 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 that their way of trying to do a rebuttal or what what are what are they trying to do to 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 stop the the outside world from coming in what 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 are the russians up to do have you have you heard anything yeah i mean the, the russians know that that's one of the that's a power they have, especially over Germany. Germany has been so reliant on Russian energy, and, and this is why Germany has been a bit more reluctant to help Ukraine than, than other nations. Uh, you know, the, the, the pipeline that goes from Russia, one of them runs through Ukraine uh, to Germany. I was hiking in the forest in the mountains here a few weeks ago, and I stumbled upon this pipeline. You, I could touch it, sort of like touching a, a bit of Mordor. That this, you know, the, the oil continues, the gas continues to, to flow. Uh, it's the same as uh, Putin's tactics with the nuclear plant. Mm-hmm. He knows by holding the largest nuclear plant in Europe, which is Ukrainian, uh, that he can keep everyone scared and on the edge. And, and that's his, that's, these are his negotiating chips. Uh, and so he's, you know, and sometimes the United Nations officials say, oh, how can you, you can't use energy for, for warfare. But I think that misses the point. Putin, you know, he wants to win. And, and like, Cross the line when he on February 24th when he hits civilians in Kharkiv. You know, like you can't use civilians for warfare. And so I think we kind of miss the point when we start to worry too much about energy. You know, we got, we got to remember what happened in the Kiev suburbs in Irpin and Bucha, uh, where civilians were slaughtered and raped. Uh, and, and I think that sometimes that gets missed. Uh, people think more about the financial cost, but you got to remember this: the human cost. And we think of this. You know, World War II started. You know, yesterday was the anniversary of it, and we, everyone said never again. Do we really mean it? Right, right. Well, isn't isn't September second also the day that that Japan uh, uh, they they signed with the United States that our battle with them was over? Uh, you know that better than I, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, we're 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 in a situation where it seems like we have stepped back eighty years to 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 a time where it's like, okay, well, nobody paid attention, N- nobody's learning from this. And and I have to ask you, you being in the center of your storm, and we on the outside as bystanders and viewers, in a really weird way, the world is helping Ukraine. Are we not at World War Three? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you put it. I get, I get a little bit of a chill when you say it like that. Uh, but, but, but you know. But on the positive side, you know, this is something you didn't have in World War II. I mean, here we are standing, uh, you know, in a field right at the edge, really. You know, uh, where this war is, ha- one of the key places where the war is happening, and we're able to speak to you. Able to share with people the true stories of what's happening here and that's why people around the world support ukraine because they get to see the reality it's not some foreign mystery to them right. and so i think that's the great thing about it and yeah it is it is a world war it's between good and evil and 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 but i think it's you know i think a lot of uh, there's a lot of in many ways there's some problems in the west but a lot of it is being played pretty intelligently and 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 you couple that with Ukrainian bravery, and uh, you know that's a good source of optimism. But yes, it's a world war; everyone is involved. So we we've learned that a lot of the planes from Russia are now equipped and and are capable of carrying nuclear missiles. Uh, d- d- does that not get inside your head and heart while you're traveling the countryside? Yeah, you know, it's I mean, 
uh, there's a lot of thoughts, especially traveling these roads. Uh, 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 it's, I mean, the you know, we, we were looking at the largest nuclear plant. We saw it uh, two days ago. You could see it across the river, which mm. the Russians occupy. Um, there, there is a fear that they would use strategic nuclear weapons uh, or some kind. I mean, it, uh, th- this remains a, a fear. It's hard to know the mind of Putin. And, uh, uh, and I think this is one reason why some of the support from Western nations has been a little bit reluctant. They are afraid of pushing uh, too far. Yeah, I would say that uh, here we like it's very hard to predict what will happen, and because like Russia is uh, acting like uh, a medieval approach, they uh, they just uh, started a war which no one could believe that it will happen. So you cannot predict what will happen next because our enemy is unpredictable and uh, we just we will we'll see like we don't know what's gonna happen next mm. yeah and then the scary thing we got to, and i think we got to really remember and i think sometimes the european and american official, officials forget this putin wants to win yeah. you know and, and he's gonna he's, he's not gonna be scared oh you can't you know you can't use nuclear energy as a weapon. No, of course, he'll use anything he can as a weapon. And we have to realize that and, and as we plan how to fight back. So yeah, it- and we realize that Putin just uh, gave everything on the uh, future of his country, future of his people, lives of his uh, soldiers, etc. Like, he actually wants to win and we can, can see it right now. We can witness it. One one of the things, Joe, that you're doing that that I don't think I've seen anywhere else is the fact that you're showing videos as well as you're doing a podcast where you're you're, you're showing Ukrainians singing together in harmony. You're, they are standing united, and you are not afraid to say, "Hey, look, look what's happening in this nation." Yeah, and I think you know, when, you know, we 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 didn't have social media in World War II, so people don't know what civilian life is like. You know how everyone was involved in the war in the same. But now we can really see a picture of it. And for example, when you know, I was, we were in Odessa the other day, and people were singing Ukrainian songs in the streets. Uh, you know, that's a Russian-speaking city, but they're singing in Ukrainian. Uh, you know, really reclaiming their culture. But when I hear these people sing, part of it's because they don't know if they'll be around tomorrow. Right. You have to, you have to have these moments of joy. But it also gives you the energy you need to keep going and to keep fighting. Um, you, you can't lose your culture and identity while you're fighting for it, because then, then you start to lose. It's interesting that you say culture and identity, because in Putin's eyes, there is no culture and identity. It's Russian. I mean, and and I love the fact that you guys are saying, no, this is Ukraine. Yeah, and, and Ukraine, you know, and, and I've learned so much, uh, you know, and, and uh, about the deep Kozak roots of Ukraine. The, the, these are freedom people. These are people that can't be controlled because they, 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 they govern themselves and their communities and their families on uh, the church. And uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's a culture of, I think, first and foremost, of freedom. And, uh, and, and, and that's the thing that the, the Russians don't know. They don't know this thing called freedom. And I think they're, you know, they're afraid of it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what Putin's seeking to destroy mm-hmm. and wipe out. I, I, I got I to go. Uh, and, and, sorry. No, no, please continue. Yeah, I'm saying we we we, we got to go too because we're, uh, we're we're after curfew. And we got to hit the road. Okay, buddy. I was with your grandmother today. She loves you. Okay, um, your gra- your grandmother and I spent some time okay. together today. <laughs> oh my God, what what a beautiful woman. Oh, good. We if you see my family, give them my best and uh, hello to everyone in Charlotte and Errol. Thanks so much for for helping us share the reality of life here in Ukraine, life yeah. and war. Right. Thanks so much. We'll talk. We'll talk again soon, please. Thank thank you, sir. Bye.